welcome to the Unstoppable Life Podcast with Verna Haywood, the original Spice Girl from Grenada, the island of spice and all that's nice. I'm here to spice up your life with a sprinkle of faith, a dash of hope, and a pint of love. This podcast is a space for every woman and man to grow, not only grow in faith, but grow in wisdom, confidence, and develop their relationships, as well as know their human rights that God gave each one of us. Each week, you will hear topics from men and women to help you build a solid foundation. Now, let me introduce you to my special guests. We are welcoming the special guests. And the special guest is Tambri Harris. You would have seen her before because she was on our previous um, chat where we talked about the heart connection, how we need to make that heart connection. And Tambri is the founder of Going Forward, a Survivors to Thrivers. And she's the author of The Awakening Delight, which is a 2020 book. She was the best book finalist. And she's named one of the 50 most influential women of 2021 by Meckleburg Times. So guiding survivors of abuse and trauma to find strength, freedom by examining limiting beliefs and claiming a going forward story that leads to a whole hearted, meaningful life. So it's no victim here. No one is a victim. We don't claim a victim mentality because when you do that, you're not going to go forward and you're not going to become unstoppable. So come on. Yeah, going forward is all about being unstoppable and gaining your strength and just moving in that direction. So today we are going to be talking, our topic for today is sisterhood. What is sisterhood? But before we go into the topic, I'll let Tambri, she may have something on her heart that she wants to share that we will get some wisdom. Because remember, this podcast is about gaining wisdom. And in getting that wisdom, you get some understanding. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) So here you go. Gosh, there were so many good nuggets you've already said that I could pick up on. You know, you spoke about heart connection and you spoke about claiming yourself and moving into that that next piece. And, And I think about the fact that for me, so much of my ability to do that was because of the sisterhood that surrounded me, the women who cheered me on. And and one of the things that I had to, to work through personally, and that's kind of part of why I started the organization and why I wrote the book is because I had this sense of unworthiness in myself and I had people speak their truth of me, what they saw in me to help me begin to see myself through their eyes because I wasn't, I was not moving into what I think God's image of me was before I was, I was, I was hiding my light. And so I think that so many times our sisters can surround us and, and see us in ways we might not even be able to see ourselves. And, and as I see, you know, some of these women who have been on this journey with me, they also will name the evolution that I've been living but I don't recognize it. And so having them reflect that. So A, be cheerleaders and support system all the time, but then also be able to truly be almost that mirror for you Mm -hmm. to be able to help you see some of those aspects of you that you might not know to claim. Those are the initial thoughts that come to my mind. And I said, and that's, that's, that's perfect. You know, because I think you could break each one of those down into little snippets because I think when we can understand what the sisterhood is all about and that we can mirror, we can see ourselves in them and they can help us to see who we are is what it's all about. So it's not about becoming jealous about another person because we all have different gifts. We may go through abuse of some form, shape or form, but we all experience it in a different way. And so our life experience 
gives us something different to bring. And because of that life experience, we each can touch different people in different ways. That's, to me, what it is all about. And maybe you can dive into it a little bit more and just allow whatever comes up to just flow, really. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about not feeling, and I don't know if you use the word competition, but, you know, I think sometimes the the world is set up for competition, you know, trying to come from a place of abundance versus scarcity and yeah. And being able to feed that into those individuals that, that are around you. And, and at the same time, I think about when you were talking about our different experiences, I think that those of us that have had some difficulties, some hardships. For me, that is a little bit of what tethers our hearts together. And you and I, you know, we we come from very different backgrounds and we live in different countries, different continents, but at the same time, our experiences, our hearts are connected around that. And so I think, you know, I almost wonder if we, instead of focusing on maybe even some of the external attributes we see, if we focus on some of those internal pieces, the heart, mm-hmm. the, the, the longing for connection and community, if we focus on those things, I think that can help us bridge some of these things that perhaps again culturally or societally we're we're maybe set up to fall into some traps around or or, I don't know anyway I'll I'll stop there but what I'm saying seems to resonate yeah no it resonates because it it goes back to our our first episode about being you know heart-centered and everything it comes from within and when we could really I guess before I go there when you said you know, the world sets us up and it sets us up for competition, as you said. And that is so true because we think we have to be competitive with who could be the best of, when actually you are the best of you. I am the best of me. And when we bring that all together, we are the best of each other. You know, is that is like you, you're cooking and you have, you have all the spices that you put that brings the flavor and that flavor just erupts and give you the taste and everything that comes through is spectacular. So in essence, there's no need for competition. There's just that need for that sisterhood, that essential, which is essential to the soul. And it's an important aspect. I don't know if you want to touch on that, but, you know, because I've said a lot there, I guess. So one of the things when we were thinking about talking about sisterhood, I thought, I wonder what the official definition of sisterhood is. And so, and so I looked it up and, and one of the things that in the Webster dictionary, which kind of is one of the more classic ones, it says the solidarity of women. And I love that word, the solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences, and concerns. And so I think if we truly, if our heart is for solidarity and communion and and we find this common cause comes up, I don't know if that's the right word, but that too, you know, a want, the same desire, it kind of lets the other, the superficial fall away. So, yeah, and I just think that the more that we can populate that and really encourage individuals to to perhaps, you know, see it from that perspective and the more maybe we can begin to, maybe the counterculture thinking will start taking a little more hold, (laughs) perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I think it's understanding the values and the traditions. And when we understand the values and traditions of, as you mentioned earlier on, we are in different countries, different continents, and we, we have an understanding of each other. I, I think immediately we, we, we gelled and we could, even though we're not in the same, in the same room per se, we, uh, we are in a room, but virtual room, but there is that connection, that connection, that, you know, that God-given connection that we can connect, which is a, a spiritual thing. And you can, you can sense and you can feel that, that purity that is coming through. So when we can understand the values and the tradition that we share as women, we share that specific, that unique bonding experiences 
that only, as you said, our hearts would deeply understand. And when you use the word tradition, where that took me was decades ago, centuries ago. You think about communities and they were so interdependent. The women were so interdependent on each other. You think about, you know, quilting circles or or coming together to to sow the crops or whatever, whatever it was. And so you had this kind of interdependence that that just naturally existed. And it feels like you know, we've kind of gotten pulled apart and and become more self-sufficient, perhaps. But I think about the the beauty of of you know, really coming together and, and, you know, it almost speaks of vulnerability, being vulnerable and saying, I can't do it all myself. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't have it all together. I need you to be a part of me. And, and to your point earlier about, you know, the, the complimenting attributes, the complimenting flavors that, that come together. Um, and so I just, I think about, you know, kind of almost reclaiming some of the, the old, perhaps traditions in a, a broad sense of, of really valuing, valuing community and not seeing it as an add-on, but something that's just essential to, to our, our existence. It's beautiful. It's just pure beauty. And when we can acknowledge that, the beauty that comes from all of the things that we, we bring, we were not meant to do it alone. Otherwise, the eyes wouldn't need the ears. <laughs> the mouth wouldn't need the tongue. <laughs> Your hands wouldn't need fingers to hold, to touch, to feel hot, cold. So it just tells us that the two shall become one. Is <laughs> that togetherness. Something else that came up for me, and this is about healing. So, so many of us have experienced trauma, abuse, difficulties. And again, so many times we feel isolated. And so I've got to figure this out on my own. And I've got to just kind of, and that's what I did for years and years. I just kind of tried to hold it all together. And when I was going to therapy, my, my counselor actually told me that what they found is that in societies where people can share their trauma freely, they are freed so much more quickly from the, the, the effects, whether it be the mental yeah. or physical effects, emotional effects of the abuse. And so I think about, and so for me, sisterhood speaks to a safe space where you can, you can share your, your darkest secret and be held and loved and, and understood and listened to and from, you know, believed, um, you know, because so many times you know, people want to kind of shut you down and not necessarily yeah. believe you. And so I think about even at a deep healing level, the value of those chosen sisters who can hold that safe, what I often say, yeah. safe, sacred space for us to do that, that intimate healing work as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's so important to, to know the people that you're surrounded by and to have the people that will be your encourager. Yeah, your encourager. So inspiration, they are inspirational. They inspire you to grow and thrive. Do you remember what you <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things when when I encourage people to move from just surviving to truly moving to thriving, one of the the key components I talk about is who is your community? Who is your community of support? to kind of yeah. hold you in that new space you're claiming because it's so easy for us to fall back into negative thinking or past behaviors and those kind of things. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I, I believe having a community is just essential to thriving. I absolutely yeah. do. It is, it is. And that's one of the things that I'm in my program as well, Unstoppable Resilience, Three Powerful Practices to Take Your Power Back, is understanding the community, the people that is around you, how are you being spoken to? What words are being spoken over your life? Because those have a significant meaning because words are seeds. It's like planting the seed in the ground. You're like a farmer, a farmer goes to plant the seed, till the soil, 
and it put the seed in the ground and it take time for that seed to take root. So if he didn't till the soil and he didn't get rid of all the heavy boulders and all of these things, the seed not going to grow. And if it grows, it's just going to get squashed because there are no nutrients, no vitamins, no minerals coming to strengthen the root. So in essence, what you're saying is so important. So how can you elaborate on that a bit more mm. so that the audience, it doesn't matter, you know, when, you, when you're in an abusive state, is finding those people that will nurture and inspire you. You know, one of the things that I, I think is so important is being able to be in your body and feel, feel your feelings and listen to what your body will often tell you. For myself, my brain can explain away a lot of that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I learned that very young. And, and so I can have someone around me behaving badly and I can make all kinds of excuses up for them. You're laughing. <laughs> but if I get quiet and I listen and I really have this unsettledness, I mean, I believe that we can know we, we, if we get quiet, we will know, is this person healthy for me? And, and even is what they're saying, if they're feeding you some of the, the negativity, is this true, you know, or is it just familiar? to me. And, and so kind of, really, so for me, I think it's about, and recognizing one of the things, um, and I'm not sure if we talked about this last time we were together, but the phrase people are in your life for a reason, a season mm-hmm. or a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that has given me some freedom because I'm a very loyal person. So to, to release a relationship is a big deal. But I also, if you look at them, you know, maybe they were in my life, particularly if, again, I'll use the word toxic, if, if they end up kind of bringing toxicity to your life, either directly to you or because of the life they live, you know, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to learn something from this, mm-hmm. but also maybe it was just a season they were supposed to be and you can release them. And because you think about the amount of energy, there was a book I read and it talked about crazy makers. And so <laughs> you think about the amount of energy some of the crazy makers in your life are, uh, can, what they can do. And so, and, and you think about what you could do with that energy, if you put it to positive uses, and if you surrounded yourself with positive people to, to nurture that. And I will say that, you know, one of my, one of the things I've had to really look at, are the, and, and there are people in our lives that are just always going to be in our lives. And so then it's almost a matter of what role do I play? You know, what is our relationship and what yeah. am I willing to give to that? And what am I, what, what are my boundaries? And I think that's another important piece is really knowing yeah. that we, we're allowed to have boundaries. Sometimes we don't realize that, <laughs> but having boundaries, you know, we, that back, back to that worthy piece, you know, I am worthy of boundaries and setting them. Yeah. I think that's so good because this morning I had a, a podcast with someone this morning and it was about setting healthy boundaries. <laughs> it's nice to see how, you know, everything is just flowing together without you knowing that that was a conversation we had (laughs) that came up and the other part that came up as well is when we talk about knowing you know staying silent and you will find out whether that person is meant to be in your sphere or whether you should hightail it seasons because I had to deal with that recently I uh, somebody introduced me to um, they were not my friend but my friend introduced them to me I remember you know saying to her you you need to do this you need to do that you know just to kind of like spur her on and stuff like that and I noticed something I noticed a change and then I said I did not know you were such and such and you know I happened to notice it on your program, but you hadn't told me. And I noticed uh, another thing. So how did that come about? She stopped talking to me. 
hmm. because I asked a question because I wanted to know when did that happen? When did that take place? How come I didn't know about it? How come you hadn't said anything? And I've tried to be in touch several times. How are you? How are things going? And I will just get these emojis and I'm thinking, okay, so at least, you know, say something. But if that's the decision that you've taken and I have to realize that, okay, this was a season and I did what I had to do. I, I had to impart some things into you and you had to impart some things into me. And now that season is over. So let's, 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 let's go. You don't force to, <laughs> if it's not mango season. You don't force the mango to grow in winter. It's not, it's not mango season. Yeah. You know, mango is a summer fruit. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's that, that's a beautiful because I've never heard that phrase before. So that there's I love learning from your culture around the mango season. But you're right. You can't. You can't force things to bloom. You can't force things to to mat mature when they're not ready. And no. um, yeah, it may not be that season anymore. I it's, love no, no. What is not the season is not the season. I mean, some some fruits and veg running, they have to outgrow their season into another season, so that that seasonal food will then flourish because you need to have the minerals and minerals in your body so that minerals sustain you for the next season. So one of the things that I'm getting from this is that women are compassion. We show compassion. And in that compassion, women are strong. They're strong in showing that compassion and being there for each other. And that's what you talk about being in the right community mm-hmm. is about showing that strength and being strong to be able to support that person through what they're going through because that's what happened with you. Being in that community, they were able to show you through their eyes, listen, this is who you are, Tambre. This is what you can do. This is what you are called to do. And then you step right into it. So I'm curious, as you were describing the the compassion piece of the heart, do you believe that every woman is capable of sisterhood? I'm not so sure. I think (laughs) I'm not so sure because some women will, they are takers. They are takers. They will just take, take and take and take and take and not give anything. And when they think they have what they want, they will just step away and find another source to take from. And they just keep moving like that. So they're like a bouncing ball. Mm-hmm. Or you can say like the bouncing bomb that broke the dam in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so they are dam busters. They go about causing damage rather than staying put and becoming a real sister and... Yes, someone might say something. The thing about a sisterhood as well is that they show tough love, you know, tough love. So a woman might tell you something and they're telling you the hard truth. And because you don't want to hear the hard truth is that, oh, they're jealous. So, you know, that that competition thing again come up. But what it is, is about is about tough love. I think about the vulnerability that's yeah. needed to be in the kind of relationship that we're, we're talking about and, and and it comes from both sides and and through that vulnerability trust is created yeah. and so if I trust you I can hear the tough love easier because I trust your intent behind yeah. it mm-hmm. and so I think about it and, and so I and I think that might be you know so as we're thinking about you know who is in my sisterhood you know who am yeah. I going to speak out for my sisterhood. I think these are some essential pieces and, and it was kind of a little bit of an answer to a question you asked a bit ago around, you know, as you're, if you're, as you're kind of on your journey, how do you surround yourself with people to, to support you? And I think that you're really looking at some of those key characteristics of, of people and, and looking at it 
a couple layers deeper because I think, like you said, some people can appear to be engaged and, and positive on the front end, but then with, with time, you begin to see whether it be the lack of depth or the whatever that subtle motivation is, um, yeah. you know, like you mm-hmm. said, getting what they need yeah. before they move on. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, really, and that also gets back to the listening to your spirit around, hmm. How, how am I resonating with this person? Is there something that's a little bit off? Because if it's a little mm-hmm. bit off, mm-hmm. then then you really might want to want to think about, you know, yeah. are they are they ready to join me in this this kind of heart yeah. space, yeah. This space? Yeah, that's true. Because when you are opening up your heart to that person and that person is being secretive, mm-hmm. and you can sense it because you are a spirit, <laughs> you know, you're a spirit, you live in a body. And your body clothed you, clothed your spirit, and you clothe your body to protect your skin. So your body protects your spirit. The house is a house. And that's why our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when we understand that, and that's a connection, because, I mean, there is just so much insights in what we are saying that I'm, that I'm picking up, is that when we understand that... And when we look from the simpler things in life, then we can see, is this person a safe haven? Is this sisterhood a safe haven? Because you talk about the characteristics. Is there a safe haven here for me? And if I'm being open, but you're being closed, then how can we go forward? So women find a safe haven for each other and so in a company so if a woman is in an abusive relationship or toxic whatever relationship she is in we look for a safe haven for for her to escape and be in a community not just any community because she needs to be in a safe environment where she could flourish and thrive and I guess that's what you know that safe haven that's what we form for each other and that's why they're going to be the tough love. That's why they're going to be the compassion. That's why they're going to be the inspiration. It's going to be the values and the tradition. Yeah, so I'll let you go deeper into that now. <laughs> no, and what's perhaps sad is that I think some of us, and I can speak for myself, we weren't necessarily raised with that. And so it's almost, for me, it's been this desiring of my heart to find that. And it wasn't until my thirties. I mean, I had friendships. I don't, I don't want to minimize the friendships I had as a youth, but just really that deep connection. And like you're saying, the safe haven and the, and the ability to just be this incredibly vulnerable. And, and I think about a friend of mine who, and this is another interesting point around the, the sisterhood. So she and I had been We've been friends for years. Um, life happens and you have all these different things going on, but we know we're there for each other, right? And so she she reached out to me and was like, you know, something really awful happened to her daughter and she wanted to, to share with me. And immediately my heart was just in this huge expanded space, you know, wanting to just kind of envelop her across the, the distance, you know, and, and I knew that her mother wouldn't be there for her. Her mother would not embrace her. And so she really needed the sisterhood even more because she yeah. did not have that from a family of origin perspective. And so I think that that's all the more reason for us to seek that out and and hold that and be available. And it did, it did tax me. I I mentioned that to you before we got on. I mean, it taxed me to be there for her, but I know she would do the same. You know, I know she would be there for me as well. And, and I have had that in the past. I have needed that in the past. Yeah. I may, I may or may not have answered your question, but that example just came up on my heart to share. It's whatever comes up in that moment. And I think that's why we say, we want it to be conversational um, yeah. because when it is conversational, it's going to be authentic. And, and what's what's coming up is what is needed for whoever the listeners are that's going to be listening to it because that's what they need at that moment in time. When it is scripted, then it's planned. 
there is no essence. I think that's what makes what we do so interesting. It's a learning, getting all these learnings that are coming up and, and then we can flow it just flows. So I think that's what's good. That's what's so good about it. In that company, being in that company, in each other's company, when distresses, which you just spoke about, distresses and the need, or you have a difficulty and you have that to lean on, lean on me when you're not strong. You can't sing now because I, I haven't sang in a choir for years, but you know. If we had that scripted, that song wouldn't come, would it? No. <laughs> Lean on me. <laughs> now it's in my heart. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, you know? I, and I suppose we can go back when we think about when we think about all the qualities about the sisterhood. We could probably have a look at the woman in Proverbs thirty-one, because the woman in Proverbs thirty-one. She was a merch, she was like a merchant ship, you know what I mean? She saw a field, she bought it, she woke up early and prepared for the whole household. Whether it was a maiden, she didn't think, well, you are the maid, I'm not gonna look, I'm not gonna look after you, I'm gonna only gonna look after my family. No, she made sure everything was ready. So when they woke up, they had something to eat, they you know, things were ready and they can then move in to do because she was a seamstress. She was she was a clothes maker. You know, she was entrepreneurial. And that tells me something that, uh, you know, you know, God wanted us to be like that. And when we are like that, we could form that. We could form that hedge and be that bridge for one another, which is which, which brings me back to what you have put together and what you are doing mm. to help others. So we haven't touched on that because what you're forming is a sisterhood, yes. what you have done. So let's talk about that. We've talked about everything else except that. So just talk about that. Um, it gets a little bit, it starts with that that piece around we're, we're not meant to be on this journey a lot, you know, and to find the if we need to have that that note of hope put into our heart, if we need to have that word of encouragement to to keep us going, if we need to have that that guide to help know what is that next step, all all those pieces were put on my on my heart. I I formed the organization right after all the, it was in uh, 2017 when all the hashtag me too voices were, were coming up. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of them for, for voicing um, what happened. But then I wondered, where are they on their healing journey? Because so many times we still get get stuck um, and we kind of go back inward. And so what I wanted to do, I had been on my healing journey for probably 15 years at that point. And really, and and I mentioned my, the name of the group I was a part of, it was a, at my church was called the Companion, Companions in Christ. And we still meet 20 years later, we're still meeting, we're meeting tonight for game night. And so, <laughs> but these women, you know, helped me in my, in my journey and I have grown so much and I just thought, you know, if I can help hold space for other women, you know, walk with them in their journey to, you know, be the person who may have taken, I might be a few steps ahead and I can kind of help shine, shine some light. Um, the, the name of my book is Awakening the Light. And I think so many times you, we never lose our light. I just think it can get dim. And sometimes dim. we need someone to kind of put that extra straw or fuel to kind of get it, get it going and and hone it some. And so helping people see the light within them and also see those things that might continue Mm -hmm. to dim their light, because, you know, the thing that dimmed my light was my mental message that I developed as a a child around, I am not worthy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have voices to counter that. And that's what I was talking about as far as that, not having that nurturing, loving, environment and so Mm -hmm. as we have these things another one was um you need to stay quiet you need to stay small and because I was they didn't want me to you know stir up any dust just didn't want to deal with it 
And so, you know, you have all these things that kind of keep you down, they tamp you. And, and so if we've had um, any kind of abuse or, or trauma, it all of that keeps us in this survivor mode. Yeah. And so what I seek to do um, through my, I am a, a certified coach, and I'm also a certified spiritual director. And so I seek to bring both of those parts of me to help support people on that on that journey, on that path, moving from that stuck place of surviving, which well, we can, we can stay in survivor mode for our whole <laughs> lives, you know? Yeah. And I think about the person that you were describing that kind of takes from here and takes from there. To me, that's survivor mode. You know, they're not sitting and healing and then allowing themselves to flourish. And so that's my hope is that, you know, we can, we can kind of really be still and allow that that healing to happen and allow that um, that light to come forward. And so, but I thought, you know, also we need, so having companions along that journey, but then also having um, encouragement consistently. And so one of the things I do is on my social media, I try and post every day something encouraging. And what makes me really happy is when people engage around it and say, oh, that was really helpful today. Or I'll ask a question and they'll actually answer it. Um, <laughs> you know, like which, um, you know, share, sharing a quote and what words speak to you from this quote, that kind of thing. And to yeah. me, all of that is creating community because we're all putting ideas out there for each other. And, and for me, you know, one word might resonate and another person, another word might resonate and then hearing about that. So, you know, trying to create a community over social media, which spans time and distance. And, you know, you might be kind of, you know, on a, on a down, downward, whatever at, at 3.30 PM and you can, it's there for you, you know? So, so that's something. And then we, in offering blogs of encouragement and giving people tools to, to use. So, and again, I, and I have, um, speaking of sisterhood, I have what I call guest, um, thriver bloggers. And so once a quarter, I, so I want people to see different faces around the message and around the healing journey. And with each face, it's part of our sisterhood and our community. And so, you know, having their voices and their healing journey and their healing practices shared. Um, I guess the last thing I would say is that we do um, on Clubhouse, there's a, an app called Clubhouse. And I've been on it for over a year now. And we started our survivors Saturdays um, a year ago in in April in honor of or whatever of sexual abuse awareness month and it's an hour every Saturday morning it's eastern time at 9 30 a.m and I mean people just show up to they know it's a sacred space they know that my um, friend and member of the advisory team hosts it so I'm not always on it but I mean, she always brings a, a, a quote to reflect upon. And then we talk about each other's trials and we, we support one another in those trials. And we, I mean, the people that show up and we're survivors, we, 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 might, we might be in the midst of, um, my friend is just getting out of an abusive marriage. Um, and so we, we support and encourage one another, but we also celebrate the triumphs. So we talk about our trials and our triumphs. And there was one woman who's on almost every week and she just got, she's like mid thirties and she just got her um, undergraduate degree. And it, it was happening at the time of our survivor Saturday call. And so she talked, she spoke to us and we were in her pocket, literally walking <laughs> across that stage and, and just, and celebrating with her. And so that, you know, so to me, that sisterhood too, celebrating yeah. one another, especially yeah. accomplishments that are hard to mm -hmm. come by. So yeah. I said a lot, um, but you can tell <laughs> I have so much passion and energy around trying to create a community of, of people who are on their healing journey, maybe different places, but have that heart, have that desire to be vulnerable, um, have that want to connect and, um, and have that compassion for each other. So yeah, yeah I think it's so, yeah. so important. So important. <clears throat> I mean, yes, you said a lot, 
but uh, uh, <clears throat> there are things that needed to be said is, you know, we're talking about sisterhood and what you have founded and it's, uh, it's giving women that, um, that safe space to come to. And it's like, you know, we each have our journey. We each have what, you know, the Lord has laid in our hearts to do. And where I'm coming in into that because we, we have to look at how we are going to end violence against women and the abuse that takes place. We can't do it on our own. So the men have got to be part of this conversation and they have to understand their role as well as our role and the purpose for the woman in the relationship. And it's a case of a case of coming together as one. One plant the seed and water it. The other one nurture the seed and bring the seed forth. Yeah. yeah. And so I have my portion whereby we do that and then we all get connected. So not only do we have a sisterhood, but then the brotherhood is formed to understand how the brotherhood and the sisterhood can come together and mesh and become one. Is that oneness? Because that's what we were created for. We were created to not be alone and not to do anything on our own, which brings us right back to what you said at the beginning, that we were not meant to do things alone. We were meant to, to be there for one another. And I think it is such a great topic that we we have we have had today. And I don't know about you, but I am just sensing in my spirit that because of the connection that we both have, I think there is something that again comes out of this because now we just talk about sisterhood, and I don't know for some reason I talk now about bringing the two together to form that brotherhood and sisterhood that understands. So I am just sensing that there is something for us to, to take a little bit deeper into what God's design is. Okay. What is God designed for relationships? Because it's only when we dive into it and when we begin to speak and be a balance, bring balance to it as well, because not only does women have good true abuse, but as we said the last time, men do experience it as well on a smaller level, but it doesn't matter small or big, it, it, it's, it's, it's still a form. So I guess it would be something, don't know when, but something we can talk about and maybe the audience would love to hear how we bring this together and uh, how the wisdom that can come for it, from it uh, that can help the listener who is unsure mm -hmm. of the way to go or what to do can get something from it, from women that have lived, learned, experienced, mm -hmm. and can bring some wisdom to to that. So I would love to hear your thought, and with that, then we can um, we can wrap it all up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's certainly a topic that's huge for me because I was married to two abusers, and it took me doing my healing work to be able to, and I did get out of those two relationships, but um, it took my healing work to be able to be in a healthy relationship. And so I think about the, the men in my life, the guy friends in my life who were not, who warned me and, and I didn't listen. And so that could be interesting. You know, who in our life is speaking and we're not listening? With male voices, should we honor I also think about urging men to be allies and telling them how, what that could look like. I also wonder, you know, about getting a male voice in the mix yes. and, yes. you know, wondering yes. how, you know, either the questions he has around, you know, what would that look like or the 
or if he's been able to figure out, you know, some wisdom he could bring. And the other thing that was coming up for me as I was listening to you is I was wondering if you ever receive questions from your audience, because I think it could be interesting to request input around what would you, what thoughts do you have around that? And what questions come up for you when we, when we talk about having this topic? So I think that could really be fun to try and get input around that. And I think about um, October is, and I don't know if it's, if it's you know, in the UK, but in the United States, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so I think about, you know, either having a talk in October around that and or using October to solicit it and then follow up. I don't know, just some thoughts around it. Yeah, I'd love some some feeds. I'm less clear because um, being sitting in my space as a woman, I'm less clear around exactly what that would be, how this would show up around that. Yeah, yeah it, it would be nice. You know, I was just thinking the same thing about asking the audience about questions. Good. And, and, uh, and then telepath it. And then you, you said it. So I didn't have to say it because I think it's, it's good because when we can when we can get it here from them, we can get the topics as well. We want to bring wisdom. The Unstoppable Life podcast is about a place where women and men could grow in wisdom and uh, with that wisdom they will get understanding and in that understanding they will get knowledge and in that knowledge they will build their confidence uh, and that's what it is all about it's about bringing that uh, togetherness where we can change one person's heart at a time so I'm really glad you said that because I was thinking the same thing. Um, and I'm so glad that we, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that we seem to have this um, connection. There is a, a lady that I, I spoke to yesterday and she is putting on something. Uh, she's from Knoxville. Uh, Knoxville is in what, Tennessee? Tennessee, yes. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she's putting on a program for October. Um, I know another lady that is putting on a program in October in New Zealand, in Australia. And I was planning on putting something together in October um, as well. But I didn't know how to go about it or anything. So now I have all these, like you, people like yourself and as we talk about having a gentleman on the program, I will be speaking to a gentleman called John Lee. He's a, an author. His topic is on love. Uh, so I think he would be a nice person maybe to bring into the mix for this conversation mm-hmm. that we're having and we could have something from a male perspective that can bring that in. And maybe you might know of another person. So I don't mind if we have to have four people and we can have that conversation yeah. that goes along because I just think that's a direction in which we 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 are going. So I just want to say, I don't want to take too much of your time because I think, you now we have gone for an hour, which is what we, it just needed to have happen as the way the spirit was leading today. But I just want to, to say, you know, how appreciative I am of you and the connection that we have made. And I just feel that I can sense that the people that are coming into my life is, um, is that season that mm. season for for it to be happening and it's that season of transform transformation that's transformative and that takes you to the next level and that's what we talked about and that's how I can sense in my in my spirit what it is that you, you, you need to do and you need to work with so you need to work with the people that have your heart, that have the same heart as you have, after the same thing that you are after in terms of wanting to heal and wanting to help to heal others, because I am a certified insight coach. So like we have worked here, we work insightfully, we ask questions. And from what we do, being that authentic and being um, not scripted, it means that what is coming out is what needs to come out at this point in time so that it can heal, it can bring wisdom, and it can help someone change their life, that transformation. 
and that's what we need to do that's what we that's why we're in service we're in service to serve yeah and i have this uh, next week i'm doing my first webinar just to let people know what i do and and stuff like that so so yes oh that's wonderful just... congratulations <laughs> thank you so i just want to say thank you very much for being here with us oh it's my pleasure thank you for having <laughs> yeah. me you are welcome. So with that, I'm going to say thank you. I don't know if you have a last word that you want to say, but I just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you for bringing all the wisdom and the knowledge to the audience. I just, I guess I'd like to thank all your listeners for joining us and being part virtually of this of this sisterhood and would invite you to, you know, Check us out. Um, we talked a little bit about the sisterhood I've tried to create. So it's survivorstothrivers.com. We invite you to come and um, you're certainly more than welcome to be a part yes. of our thriver tribe. Great. Yes, uh, I haven't managed to make it as yet because I tend to have therapies on a Saturday. So I haven't managed to make the, um, the clubhouses as yet. But I think I went on and I saw the club so I've joined the club so I know when you're coming on so Wonderful. yes so we, we, we will do that and then we'll post it up as well but also in the um in the show notes all your details will come up in the show notes so people will know how to get in touch with you and how to connect and we will we will do that and so once again I want to say thank you everyone for your patience and we look forward to um, seeing you again on the next episode whenever that episode is ready to be aired. So thank you. Wow, what a wonderful session. I'm so sorry that it went even longer than we expected. But when, you, when you're given wisdom, wisdom is something you just want to grab onto. So wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all that getting, get understanding. And that comes from Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. That's my motto. I pray this episode has given you wisdom so you can have an unstoppable life. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, which is Werner Hayward 3, on Instagram, Werner Hayward underscore, and you can look at my website, which is uh, vernahayward.com. Also, put your questions. If you have any questions or you want any answers to any of the things that we have spoken about, you know, feel free to, to email me. You can email me at hello at vernahayward.com. And we will have those questions answered. We can if we anything that you want to know, we can uh, we can discuss it and we can talk about it. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for spending time on the Unstoppable Life podcast. We appreciate you very much, and we thank you for being our listeners and our followers. So take care and God bless, and see you next time. Take care, everyone. <music>